0: Welcome to the Gregory Digout podcast.
1: And life is built upon moments. Yeah. You know, there are so many moments in our lives that make the difference in our lives. There's there's the moment that we first are born. There's the moment that we go to that we get saved. There's the moment that we discover the Holy Spirit. There's a moment we learn about the love of God. There's a moment that we meet somebody that changes our life there's all sort of moments that life happens. And so I love the concept that we are experiencing here and and with with all of you guys connecting here, that this is a moment with God and it's a moment with each other. And it's a moment that uh, we can build momentum from. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing for the last few weeks. Let's keep going.
0: Yeah. And just a quick reminder for anyone that maybe is just kind of tuning in and like, oh, OK, I, have, I haven't been here the past couple weeks. What have I been missing uh, a couple weeks ago? We just kind of decided, you know what? Let's let's build disciples. Let's build yeah. leaders. Um, let's help people understand the impact that they can make. And so, you know, I remember we were just like, we're going to be real with you. We are going to uh, be in your face. Uh, but because we want we want everyone to to rise to that level of leadership and yeah. to the calling that God has for us, uh, it's more than just being a church member. Uh, it, it's more than just you know live in life and, and working a day job or having a family like God calls us to lead in every in every area of our lives uh, yeah. to, to make an impact in people's lives, to reach the world, to send the gospel out. And so it's not just the, the pastor that's meant to do that. It's right. the church, the, the church body
1: and um, he uses everybody's gift. Everybody's yeah. calling. You have a calling. Yes. And the Bible says that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. God placed something great inside of you from the time you were born from before you were even conceived in your mother's womb and that thing that is inside of you is what we're you know pulling out it's yeah. what we're gravitating towards it's what it's what you're pulling out of me and what you're pulling out of Joseph what you're pulling out of us is the calling that's in our lives and what we're pulling out of you is the calling that's in your life. And uh, everybody wants to know their calling. Everybody wants to know their purpose. Everybody wants to know that their life matters and their life has meaning. It's not just a life of collecting money. It's a life of meaning and it's a life of significance. And it's a life of purpose. That's what you have. And that's what you are. Come on. So expect that. Like, let's really be used by God. Let's invite him right now. Heavenly Father, we invite you to use us and to use us in spite of ourselves. Use us in spite of our weaknesses, our shortcomings. Use us no matter what it is that we're facing and no matter what it is we're going through. Father, use every person who's connecting here today. Send them, send the right people across their path, deliver them from the wrong people in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, do you, do you want to
0: dive into dive this in. content? You want
1: to recap at all? Yeah. Jesus said approximately 16 things to Peter. I think I said 15 last week, 15 <laughs> or 16 things that Jesus spoke specifically to Peter. These are he talked more to Peter, at least that we have recorded in the Bible, more words that Jesus spoke to Peter than any other disciple or any other person. And so I, I think it's because Peter is so much like us. We need the we need the affirmation from God. We need the assurance. We need we need the attention from God. Like we really do. We're created for that. We we crave that. We really long for God's attention. And Peter sure longed for it. And he acted out sometimes and he got Jesus attention (laughs) many times. But he reminds me of us. He reminds me of me. He was impulsive. He was quick with his emotions. Sometimes he was. He was overrun by his emotions at times, but every word that Jesus spoke to him was one more building block in Peter's life. And I want to encourage everybody to see the word of God as the building blocks of your life rather than just something that you read to encourage you at times. But it's literally the building blocks of the life of greatness that God's called you to. So look at God's words as the building blocks for your life. And you're going to grow. You're really going to grow and you're going to go to places you've never been before. So we come to this fourth thing. I think we're on the fourth thing that Jesus said to Peter. And we come to this place in Matthew, Chapter 14, and it says immediately in verse 22, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and to go before him to the other side. Now, there's several times that Jesus is with the disciples in in a boat. There's many times that they're in a boat. Mm -hmm. This isn't the only time, but this is a different time than when Jesus was in the boat with them. This is a time when he sent the disciples in the boat without him and then dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, it says he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. So now this is the miracle of Jesus walking on water. Yeah. And when he walks on the water, it says when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and they said it's a ghost (laughs) and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart. It is. I do not be afraid. Well, there is only one thing that really delivers us from fear, and that's the presence of God. And Jesus said, take heart. It is I don't be afraid. In other words, when you realize that Jesus is with you, you're going to be delivered from fear. Yeah. So now Peter answers and says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. So now we come to this fourth thing that Jesus said to Peter, come. It's just one word, come. Peter said, Lord, if it's you command me to come and Jesus said, come. And the Bible says, and Peter on that one word, Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. You know, we really don't need a lot of words from God. (laughs) One word and Peter walked on water, one word. And Peter's walking in the supernatural power of God. One word just come. That's all it took. Jesus didn't give him a sentence. He didn't give him a paragraph. He gave him one word come. And as soon as he gave him that one word to come, Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and a miracle happened. This isn't just the miracle of Jesus walking on water. We forget the greater miracle is that Peter was walking on the water. Yeah. And Jesus made the water. But Peter was a man and he was a fisherman and he knew what water did. It water drowned people and water is dangerous and water is, you know, is something you sink in. And right. yet here he was walking on the water. Yeah. So it's incredible to me that Jesus gave Peter one word. How many words is it going to take for you hmm. to forgive yourself for what you've done? How many words is it going to take from God for you to trust God? That everything's gonna be all right? How many words is it gonna take for you to step out in faith and do what God's created you to do? How many words is it gonna take for you to love yourself? How many words is it gonna take for you to believe the love that God has for you? How many words is it gonna take for you to trust God enough to give your tithe, your offering? How, how many words is it gonna take for you to trust God enough to pray and expect an answer? You know, Peter just needed one word here, Joseph, one word. And it was enough for him to do a miracle that no one has ever done before. Yeah. Besides Peter, this is the only time we ever besides Jesus, this is the only person who's ever walked on water, the only person that's ever literally defied nature. Mm. And I love this about Peter. Yeah, he didn't wait for another sentence. He just walked on that one word. One word can change a person's life. One word can heal you. One word can deliver you. One word can make you happy right now, today. Just rejoice, right? Rejoice. If we just take God at his word. That's what Peter did. He took Mm -hmm. him at his word and he started walking. Yeah. I
0: mean, I have so many things I want to say, but I don't want to, like, spoil the point, you know, Uh, because I I know there's, there's there's more to this, but... This is one of my favorite things because uh, it's it just it kind of uh just represents the theme that we've been talking about that god doesn't ask us to do things that we can't do right like he's not going to set us up for something that is actually going to embarrass us or where we're just going to have automatic failure like we are capable um but it was Peter's uh, request and Peter's um, reach out. Yeah. And that's what enabled him. It wasn't necessarily that Jesus had to give him permission. It was that Peter had to lean in on with his expectation. And yeah. then Jesus said, yeah, just do it.
1: Yeah. You know, um, Peter, one of the things that I as I was thinking about this miracle, Peter sets the parameters for what he's capable of here. Mm-hmm. Peter is the one that sets the temperature of what uh, of what is possible. It it wasn't even Jesus. It was Peter. Jesus was walking on water, but Peter was the one that said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. Jesus didn't say, hey, Peter, get out of the boat and come. Peter was the one that made this request. Like you said, he said, Lord, if it's you command me to come. In other words, this miracle might not have ever happened. Mm unless Peter took the initiative. Yeah. See, God is sometimes waiting for us to take the initiative. He's going to meet us where we're at, but he doesn't want to be the one to um, he, he's not the one to always initiate everything. Mm. Sometimes he's waiting to see what your faith can do yeah. and what you want to do. Yeah. And many people went to Jesus and said, Lord, if, if if you can heal me, go ahead and heal me. And Jesus said, well, you know, take up your bed and walk. In other words, they had to take initiative. The woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment and he felt virtue leave him. He felt power leave his body. And 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 she was the one that put a demand on his on his garment. And he said, who touched me? Yeah. So it wasn't even Jesus idea to heal her. It was her idea to touch him. Yeah. And it was Peter's idea to walk on the water because he saw Jesus doing it. And he said, wow, if you can do it, Lord, I can do it. Yeah. And believe me, if Peter can do it, any of us can do it. <laughs> if, if God can use Peter, God can use any of us. So yeah. this is what's so beautiful about our walk with yeah, God.
0: And I love because you, you've you've said this a lot you know especially in the context of worship or like an encounter with Jesus you know the presence of Jesus it's not something that we have to ask for and like you know God like, invite me into your presence or can you come down? Like he's with us at all times. Yeah. And that's how, that's how God sees it too. He's like, whenever you're ready, I'm here, you know? And so that's, that's how I see this uh, in terms of walking on water. And, and obviously we're not going to go on the lake back, right back out here and, you know, try to like walk on water, like, you know, but metaphorically, like we, there are things that, uh, there are things that we, that are, are difficult things that we've never done before things that we've limited ourselves on. Right. And, uh, and if we have the faith and, and we have the, the expectation, then it's there for us. And yeah. so the, the same way that God's presence is always with us, it's not something we have to earn or ask for or request. He's already standing there with us and he's like, whenever you're ready to to like acknowledge my presence, go for it. And it's yeah. the same with the thing that's in front of us. He's like, whenever you're ready to to acknowledge that I'm with you in this, I'm with you in this valley, then go for it and and it's all yours and you're going to succeed. You know, what yeah, I mean?
1: it really is. Um, it really is something where we have the opportunity to trust God. We yeah. have the opportunity to activate our faith. We have the opportunity to to do the supernatural, to do the miraculous, I want to really encourage everybody watching. You can do the miraculous. You can you can experience the supernatural power of God. Peter asked Jesus, if it's you command me to come. Peter tapped into faith. Yeah, like he is now stepping into a supernatural realm of walking on water. It's unheard of. And I want you to know that getting your bills paid when when it's at the end of the month and you run out of money. That's unheard of. But Jesus will he'll meet you where you're at. If you would just realize that no matter if the devil, if the doctor said not the devil, but if the doctor said you only have six months to live, you can step out in faith, you can activate your faith and you can experience the supernatural power of God. I think sometimes we leave the supernatural out of our relationship with God and supernatural is what God is. He's supernatural. He's above and beyond, exceedingly, abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think. He defies logic here. He defies natural limitations. Peter's walking on water. Faith will lift you. Fear will sink you. Mm -hmm. We have to learn to live by faith. I want you to remember this faith will lift you and fear will sink you. So we have to choose to live by faith. God doesn't force us to walk on the water. He doesn't demand that we walk on the water. But he will meet us there. Come on. If we step out in faith and walk on the water, what is walking on the water for you today? Maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it's forgiving yourself. Maybe that's your moment of getting out of the boat. Maybe the boat represents what you're comfortable with. The boat represents what you're used to. The boat represents what you've grown familiar with. Yeah. And walking on the water represents stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out of what is safe and what is um, and, and what has limited you up to this point and stepping out into the miraculous, stepping out into this glorious journey with God like this is an adventure. Jesus shows us here. Peter shows us here, Joseph, that this walk with God can be fun. Yeah, this like who would be like if any of us walked on water today, (laughs) we wouldn't be sad about it. We wouldn't be depressed about it. We wouldn't be. We would be celebrating. We would we would be taking a selfie of ourselves right we would all we would want the world to see look at me i'm walking on water like like god wants us to experience great adventures like this yeah. i'm so glad this is in the bible because this tells me that nothing is impossible yeah. for those who believe right. nothing is impossible for those who have faith anything's possible.
0: Yeah, and that's that's God's heart for us. He wants us to to have those kinds of adventures. He he doesn't want us to live the average life. He that's wants right. us to experience that that moment where we you know, it took faith, it took trust, and then we get to the other side, and we can look back and be like, man, like, thank you, Jesus, for, for like, showing me that, I, like, and bringing me to the other side, showing me I was capable and bringing me to the other side. Uh, he wants us to experience those breakthroughs. Like, yes. breakthrough is, is in God's nature. That's right. Uh, and, and there's a lot of walls and opposition in everyday life, um, but we, we can access breakthrough uh, through those oppositions, through those walls, through those barriers that tell us no or tell us otherwise. And that's God's heart for us. He wants us to stride stride over any any barrier, any anything that stops us, anything that tells us we're short, anything that tells us we're not good enough. That's his heart for us.
1: That's really good. And, you know, one of the one of the things that I wrote down that that I'm reminded of when you're saying that is the storms of life are either going to be over you or under you. Mm. Everybody's going to have storms Mm. in life and they're either going to be walking on you or you're going to walk on them. And Peter makes a decision to walk on top of the water, not under it. And I want you to be encouraged today that it today is decision day because Mm. decision is the doorway into reality if you want to experience the reality of healing, you need to make a decision to believe God that he heals us. If you want to, if you want to, um, if you want the reality of blessing, you have to make the decision that Jesus paid for the blessing. If you want the reality of your needs being met, you've got to believe that Philippians 4 19 is written to you that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. So we have to we have to make a decision today because it, it really is We're living in the reality of the decisions we make. And so today I want to encourage everybody to decide that the storm isn't going to be over me. That's good. The storm is going to be under me. I'm walking on the storm rather than it walking on me. I'm I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath. And we reign in life, the Bible says. So uh, when we when we allow our minds to drift on what the natural things around us, we're going to sink. But when we keep our eyes on Jesus, We're going to be over the storm. The storm is either either over you or under you. You decide we have to decide. I'm not going to let like I get waves of depression that come over me. Yeah. And I have to decide I'm going to walk on them rather than have them walk on me. Yeah. I have waves of anxiety that come. I have waves of doubts. Every one of us have these waves that come upon us and we've got to make a decision. We're either going to let those waves control us or we're going to control them. We're either going to surf on those waves or those waves are going to drown us. And we have to choose that we're going to learn to surf. Anybody can surf on the on the the waves of an ocean if you learn how mm. it'll drown you if you don't learn how you don't learn the technique. Walking by faith is a technique we have to learn to walk by faith. We have to learn to to expect the supernatural. We have to learn to take God at his word. We have to learn to do something that feels uncomfortable. We have to learn to do something that doesn't come natural all the time. And God's calling you. God's calling me. God's calling you. He's calling us to do something uh, beyond our natural limitations. Yeah,
0: 100 percent. And
1: if I could just say a a little bit that maybe seems
0: a little off topic. But what you were saying earlier about the word is is um, building blocks for our life. Right. You know, When I was growing up, obviously in kids church, it's all about Bible stories and the imagination of being in that story in that moment and like, and imagining it and getting the uh, the principle behind it, all that stuff the temptations there to just be like yeah, yeah yeah like we know the story of of Peter walking on the water and you know that was a miracle cool like w- we know how it ends we know that he kind of got a little worried he sank a little bit whatever not to not to give it away but like <laughs> we we know that that's coming whatever um cool like that's totally unrealistic and i'm never going to be never going to find myself in an, in a in a situation where i have to get out of a boat and walk on water like if we could just see how applicable this is to our everyday lives. Like, like I, I just, I know it sounds so like dumb and like, yeah, obviously, but I just want everyone to realize the anointing that's on this guy over here, our pastor and, and his, and the way he sees the word, it, it is a building block for, for him and, and for our church. But like the way, the way we, use the word is is what determines the impact you know that it has on us because we could see it as just a bible story and like yeah cool like peter he made the mistake cool whatever but if we can just see like no there what is what is the the storm in my life right. like if we ask ourselves that question what is the storm in my life what are the waves what is the water in my life that that like i either walk on top of or i drown in uh and like we that's a real thing that's a real you know, crisis, uh, yeah. that we face every day uh, with any situations, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm a little bit younger, but I'm experiencing that every day. Like a, more and more of learning, like how to balance life and, and the things that, you know, come my way. But all that. Well, to say, what are
1: these storms? Yeah. Right? Like we should talk about what are these storms?
0: I just wanted to point out. Yeah. Are you saying no? Go ahead. My
1: life. <laughs> yeah. I, just wanted <laughs> not, to, not
0: I just wanted to point out, like, if we could just get over the the traditional Bible story. No, that's good point and 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 see that this is actually for us. See tonight. how it
1: applies to our lives right yes. now, yeah. right in this moment. Yeah. So what is like what is What 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 is your water? What is your storm? What is what is your boat? What has been what have you been comfortable with? And God is out there giving you an opportunity to come where he is. Storms are financial, right? Financial storms. We have relationship storms. Right. We have emotional storms. We have physical storms. We've been diagnosed with a sickness or we have covid. We have all that's going on in the world today. These are the storms of life. You're either going to let the world's going to let the world's conditions control you or you're going to control them by not being like we can't control everything that happens in the world, but we we can control how we respond to it. Yeah, we can control how we see it. We can control how we take advantage of the things that happen in this life. And we can either use things that, that happen as stepping stones like the waves to Peter are the stones, the steps that he's taking. He's walking on the water. That means, look, life comes at you. Life comes to hit you. Life comes to beat you. Life comes to take you down. But you have to make the decision to rise above it. And by the words that you live by, we're either going to live by the words of the media. We're going to live by the words of other people's opinions. We're going to live by the words of the devil or we're going to live by the words of God. And Peter dominated life when he waited to hear what Jesus had to say, Hmm. like it wasn't just Peter wanting to walk on water. He said, if it's you command me to come. And Jesus said, come. It was that four letter word come that Peter was walking on. Peter wasn't just walking on the water. He was walking on the word of God because the word of God is the only thing that will hold us up. The word of God is the only thing that will lift us up. The word of God is the only thing that will endure whatever you want, whatever words, whatever opinions you're listening to. Ask yourself, is that the word of God? Does that produce faith or fear? If it produces faith, it's from God. If it produces fear, it's from the enemy. And you got to decide what you're going to walk on. I'm walking on God's word or I'm walking on people's people's opinion or what's going on in the world. That's going to sink every time That's sinking sand. When we build our house upon God's word, we will stand. And I want to notice in this passage of scripture that it says that Peter did walk on the water. If it's you command me to come, Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, He became afraid and he began to sink. I want you to see these three things that Peter that changed Peter's situation, turned it negative. He he saw the wind. Number one, he saw the wind. Number two, he became afraid. And number three, he began to sink. This is the this is the process. He saw the wind. Um, I think I wrote down that doubt is doubt comes from what you're looking at. Mm. Doubt comes from what you're looking at and faith comes from what you're looking at. So you're either looking at what is against you, which will produce doubt, or you're looking at what God has promised you, which will produce faith. Yeah. And but notice that he saw the wind. How do you see the wind? He saw it says he saw the wind. How did he see the wind? You can't see the wind, but he saw the wind. <laughs> but we know we can't see the wind, but yet he saw the wind. Has anybody really ever seen the wind? No, we don't see the wind. We see the effects of the wind, right? We see the results that the wind leaves, but we don't actually see the wind. It's invisible. But he saw it. In other words, he was focused on what was happening around him when he had his eyes on Jesus. He was walking on water when he got his eyes on the storm. He began to sink. And I want to encourage everybody what your eyes are on. Yeah. What are we focused on? Are we focused on all the bad that's going on in the world? Are we looking for the good. Are we got fixing our eyes on Jesus? Are we looking at him? Are we looking around us if we're looking at him? He's the author and finisher of our faith. If we fix our eyes on him, we're always going to make it. If we got our eyes on all the de- negative things going on around us, we're going to sink.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I just lost my train of thought, but <laughs> uh, dang I, do, it.
1: That, I do that to people. I know,
0: right? Uh. <laughs> well, what, what we're looking at. How do we see ourselves? Uh, what are, what are we looking at in ourselves when it comes to the concept of leadership and greatness? Are we looking at our mistakes and our past, That's and good. looking at what people say about us? Looking at you know what what our like wrong mindsets are, are saying, uh, or like what we've been conditioned to think, uh, or are we looking at God's word and what God says about us and what God has welcomed us to? That was my thought. Is yeah. when it, what, when it comes to what are we looking at? That applies to us as people. When when it comes to us being just kind of you know average and then realizing no like god has called me to to a greater purpose you know so
1: i just want to say that there's only one no absolutely there's only one thing that is greater than our circumstances and that's god's word Mm. god's promises um people need to we got to get a hold of this the word of god can be depended upon. The word of God can be built upon. You can build your life if you just took everything the Bible says about how to have successful relationships, you would have great relationships. If you built your life upon the things the Bible says about money, you would have a lot of it and you would use it for all the right reasons. If you took what the Bible said about your health, you would be healthy. In other words, every one of us is building our lives on something. Yeah, we're building our lives on our traditions, our opinions, other people's opinions or our past experiences, or we're building our lives on God's word. When I was young and I got saved, I I made a decision. I'm going to live my life on the word of God. I'm not going to rely on what I grew up with. I'm not going to rely on just an education. I'm going to rely on God's word. And as simple as it may seem, This is the most powerful thing you could ever do in your life is decide to build your life upon the words of God. God's words are powerful. Peter walked on one word. Come. Peter walked on the water because of one four letter word Jesus used. Come. And Peter walked on that word. Mm. God's word gave him the power over the storm. God's word gave him the power over his emotions. God's word gave him the power over fear. God's word gave him power over his natural limitations. And God's word will give you all of those things too. God's word gives me power over my emotions, gives me power. But I have to build my life on God's word by hearing it and taking it, taking God at his word. Yeah. We believe when people say to us, I'll meet you at such and such restaurant at (laughs) such and such time, we actually go and meet them there. Right. Because they said they would meet us there and we go, we get in our car, we we spend time putting on our clothes. We spend time spraying ourselves with cologne or perfume. (laughs) We spend time prettying ourselves up for somebody who said they're going to be at a certain place at a certain time. And we go. We literally live by faith on what they told us they were going to do. Right. We live by faith on what somebody told us and all this Internet dating that goes on. And, and I think it's great. And I think everybody should try that if you're not married. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you get a somebody, a stranger, you know, connects with you online and they tell you they're going to meet you at Claim Jumpers <laughs> or, where, or or or, uh, you know, wherever Domino's Pizza and you build your whole you build the whole rest of your evening on those words that that person said Mm. and they may not show up but you walked by faith in what they said. They may not be a good person, but you walked by faith in what they said. They may have lied to everybody else that they said they would meet there, <laughs> but you had faith in what they said and you built your life upon what they said. If we can build our lives upon the things people say, how much more should we build our lives upon the things that God That's says? That's great. Wow. How much more should we build our lives on what God says Come and on. he always shows up. Yeah. He is one date that will never leave you uh, suffering or leave you disappointed or disillusioned or discouraged. He is the date of all dates. He is the greatest date you could ever have. He is your Valentine. He's your sweetest day. He's your birthday, your Christmas, your Easter. He's your everything. And he will never, he'll never let us down. Yeah, amazing.
0: I love how you said that Peter didn't just walk on the water he walked on god's word the word of god Uh, that's right and it was a one it was one word four letters. and uh that's that's how simple it is uh we're walking on god's word and like you said if we can do it on people's word then we can surely do it on god's word
1: we build our whole lives you're absolutely right champ we build our whole lives on the words of people right We, we build our whole life on words yeah so it's really today it's really a question of whose words are you going to build your life on? You're going to build your life on words. The question is, which words? Awesome. You can build your life on the words of the media that keep putting fear in people. You can build your life upon the words of people that speak negatively about you and about life and are negative and constantly carrying dark clouds over their lives. And and they bring a negative feeling everywhere they go. Or you can build your life on the words of God that will never fail, he said. His word will not return void, but it will accomplish what he sent it to accomplish. It will succeed in the matter for which he sent it. God's words, heaven and earth will pass away, Jesus said, but my words will never pass away. Mm. So you can live a joy filled, peace filled life when you build your life upon the words of God.
0: That's awesome. We're
1: all building our life on words. Yeah. But we make the decision whose words we're going to build our life on.
0: Yeah. Wow. There you go. Well said. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Can I
1: also say, as we get ready to to wrap this up, when Peter did finally start to sink in the water because he got focused on on what he saw, he got focused on the storm. He did cry out to Jesus, Lord, save me. Mm. And Jesus didn't say, well, no, I'm not going to save you. You should have done that yourself. You shouldn't be sinking anyway. No, he immediately reached out and pulled Peter up because God's mercy is new every morning. God's throne of grace is open 24 hours a day. And if you ever have a need, go to him. And one final thought on this. Every storm that hits us, how we respond to it is preparing us for our future. Awesome. Because Jesus slept through the storm in one of the stories that Peter was involved with. And there's later later in the Bible. Peter was in prison after Jesus resurrection and he was thrown in jail and he literally fell asleep between two soldiers that were guarding him and keeping him imprisoned. Peter, who was so worried when the storm first hit. Now, Peter has learned to sleep in the midst of his storms, Mm. too. I want everybody to be encouraged that what you're going through right now is preparing you for something greater. And if you'll choose to choose to live and build your life upon God's word right now in whatever storm you're in, it is it will prepare you for the greater things that God has for you. Yeah. Later. Yeah. The greater comes later. Mm. Just build your life on God's words and everything will be all right everything will be alright. That's right. awesome. Yeah. And so, can I pray for you guys that are maybe you're watching right now and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your savior and lord? How about receiving him right now yeah. as your savior and lord? How about being sure that you know you're going to heaven when you die? Pray this with me out loud. Just say heavenly father. Just pray that out loud. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus into my life as my lord and savior. I believe. Just say that. I believe. I believe. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. From this moment forward, forward. I'm I'm a child of God. Yes, it's that simple. And if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. God is your father. I'm your brother. We're your brothers. We're your sisters. We're your family. Welcome home. Welcome to the family. And if you just find that link on the comment box or on the bottom of your screen, download my book, The Power of New Life. It's absolutely free. You can download it anywhere in the world and it'll show you the next steps. Of your journey with God, you want Brilliant. to take us out, champ? Yeah,
0: I do want to say we we said this is the fourth thing. It's it's the fifth thing. Fifth thing, okay. Yeah, and Got so it. we have we have uh, a few more. We have more, but <laughs> just quick recap: the first one was uh, I'm making you into something. Yeah. Second one is I'm calling you something. He uh, changed his name from uh, I don't even remember Simon Zirella, yeah, to Peter uh, to Peter, right? And then third is launch into the deep. Yeah. Fourth is fear not. Good. And this fifth one is come. It's ours for the taking, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's ours. It's ours yeah. for the taking. And so if we put that demand on God, he's going to come through. He's going to give us the power that we need. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that powerful message. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for more amazing messages like what you just heard. You can also
1: search for Gregory Dickout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for tons of great content throughout the week.